Welcome back to episode 144 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discussed today. First up, we jump right into with INFTs being developed. Next, examine how tokens are leveraged in the crypto economy. Then, we take a look at how companies can monetize ChatGPT. And finally, Google is losing the AI race. Will it get left behind? All right, let's listen in. Welcome back to episode 144 of the Blockrunner Podcast. I'm your host, William, always here with your co-host, Iman. Oh, yeah. What's up, dude? What's I mean, up, dude? I'm excited about this one. And of course, on the sticks, we got TJ. Hello. All right. So we're going to be talking about AI again, <laughs> but it's it cool. It gets juicier But it's juicier. cooler this time. Oh, what do you mean? It hasn't been cool this whole time? Come on. No, it's it's been cool, but uh, now now we're starting to look at implementations yeah, of different AI I think it's becoming projects. cooler for us yeah. because we see, for one, like, dude, we've been theory crafting these yeah. concepts for a while now. You know, one of the things is like, I got to mention, I wish you guys could spend time like here physically with us because yeah. even though you guys are watching us on, on this video, what we're doing on this call, on this phone, like uh, on this like video, like conversation is exactly what we do all day, every day offline. Pretty much. But it's definitely, uh, I don't think as much magic happens here as it does off camera, just because yeah. I, I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that the cameras are rolling, dude. Like, no, it doesn't. it doesn't. I'm all shy now. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I don't think it has nothing to do with that. It's just, you know. All the juices of discovery happen. Discovery. That's yeah. what it is. Because now we're coming into this recording like, dude, we just spent the last three hours. Yeah, we have to compile everything that we've like concluded yes. into and a message. Something that's digestible for you guys. Otherwise, we're just going to be sitting here just bickering at each other for, for, yeah. for three hours. I don't think you guys want to watch that. Yeah. But maybe you do. We used to record two-hour podcasts, sometimes <laughs> like longer than that. Like two and a half. Yeah. And that I guess weird. that's literally what we did. So I guess let's, let's give it a shot, dude. We're going to get kind of back into that mode or try to. Yeah. You know what? Like, fuck ordinals for now. <laughs> Let's, if we got time at the end of this, we'll get into the ordinal discussion because we already put out some videos. If you guys are paying attention at all what's going on in the space, ordinals yeah. are flying off the shelves. So we'll get into a little discussion. But, I mean, yeah. the thing that we're really interested in right now, like our brains are We're trying to figure honed out. in on this whole idea is like, some more AI stuff, dude. Like AI integration. Well, not only AI, but like AI in the context NFTs. of tokens and like a token economy. Yeah, because we've been bringing that up in some of our videos, right? We obviously called, if we go back to December and such, we, we, call, yeah. we called this AI <clears throat> is inevitably going to intersect with blockchain, right? It's just, it makes too much sense. Mm -hmm. And we know how the industry works. We know how developers and Web3 work. You know, you find something trendy, some new technology, and you spin up a whole damn new crypto sector with it, right? And it's been happening. Like yeah. a lot of these AI tokens right now, they're kind of like in a little like pullback phase, but a lot of these things snapped off. Yeah. Right? AI in coin market cap or it was coin under a it was two billion, under two billion. Now it's up twenty percent today. No, but when we first started talking about this, it was like eight hundred million, right? Yeah. The whole market for the, all AI tokens. So we've seen a definite expansion over the last month or so. And it feels like it's still not even like close to. Yeah, it's not. It's just not getting. Like we saw a little bubble. Heated. Like here it is. Here's the bubble that popped recently. Yeah, it was like a it's within one. the last seven days. Yeah, like projects that have been around since like forever, like Fetch, all of a sudden they're getting like noticed, yeah. <laughs> getting yeah. appreciation. Uh, but one that's passed our radar somehow was the Liquid AI token. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? It's uh, artificial, artificial liquid, liquid intelligence. intelligence. Yeah, we, there's a lot that to unpack here. Yeah, a lot, a lot. Yeah, how do we stumble onto this project? So we're going to just dive right in. Aletheia.ai, it's a protocol. Mm -hmm. The last thing me and Will have been talking about is whether or not this protocol is even, like, necessary to, to do the things that it is claiming to enable, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So let's get... Can we watch this video real quick just yeah. to kind of get an idea of like a third-party app that was created leveraging this protocol's, you know, standard. Yeah. Let me make sure that I'm Bluetooth connected, Rodecaster Pro. All right, here we go. Character GPT 
is the world's first multimodal AI system that enables the text-to-character generation of interactive AI characters using the natural language prompt input Character GPT generates each character with their own unique personalities, identities, traits, voices, and bodies. Visit Alethea.ai for more details. <laughs> so the unique personality thing, I, I think once you heard, you listen, you're listening to me in the background? Yeah. And you heard like unique personality, you're like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> That's, that was interesting because yeah. we've been talking about like, how do you, how do we generate personalities, right? Especially for us because we have a yeah. project of AI or AI battle bots in the metaverse currently deployed in Decentraland. Like they, they're, they're there. Yeah. If you visit a Rovi plot in Decentraland, you'll see these little guys roaming around. Yeah. Right. Pull it up too. Yeah. Let's pull it up. So in case you haven't seen, this is our project and we've been building it for a little over a year now. And we've gotten to the stage where we got these things. They're NFTs just like everything else, but they are metaverse companion NFTs through the power of MetaZone. Now we're, they're able to deploy. And you can interact with them. We could build whole games around them, ecosystems, whatever. We're yeah. in the process of doing that. Yeah. And when we came up with this idea, we knew, I mean, we called it Rovi.ai for a reason. Yeah. And so now we're thinking about implementing, you know, different models of artificial intelligence so that yeah. when you jump into Decentraland and see one of these little guys, you can ask it its origin story. You can ask it about what's going on in, in the world and it yeah. will respond to you. Yeah, there's a, tons of reasons why like this, this where these ins, these inspiring thoughts even come from, right? Because yeah. I mean, the metaverse is so unique in its in its like uh, its function, like what it enables like developers to do. It's it's more unique than most other game verses are capable of. Meaning, like it's almost an infinite scope of coolness you can inject into your creations, right? Yeah, that is the premise behind you know give, giving developers an access to an SDK framework that is so you know robust and flexible and right very feature rich so you can do these types of things right you can integrate these apis into your products and create a unique experience for your you know user base something you can't really do in most other games right so we're like dude we need to fully leverage this so that people ha when they interact with the rovi do they want to come back every single day yeah you know? exactly exactly so then in, in the context of this conversation implementing ai is for all intents and purposes, straightforward. I mean, it's, uh, you know, you leverage existing protocols uh, like OpenAI, mm -hmm. you implement them in the style that you want to uh, create an experience for, for your community. And all of a sudden you are interacting with an artificial intelligence. Now you can use like existing chat GBT models, or you can create your own model, train your own model. And all of a sudden you have like a unique AI experience. So I think the implementation is pretty straightforward and it looks like that we, we might be able to enable this in the next couple of weeks. But point here is, is not the implementation of AI. Cause I don't think that is all that crazy difficult. Yeah. It's the tokenization of an economy around such a product mm -hmm. where there's an artificial intelligence involved. And so I think that's like the, the main talking point of, of us trying to figure out like something sustainable. Well, because I guess this also was introduced because Aletheia does have a token, right? Right. So they're trying to service something. They're building a protocol that anybody can kind of leverage to generate exactly what we're talking about. Some sort of unique personality um, that's encapsulated into an NFT, right? They call these things intelligent pods, intelligence pods. Yeah. And at some point last year, they minted... 10,000 of them, standard 10K project, right? But these things are definitely unique in the fact that they're basically vehicles that you could use to fuse to existing NFTs, the intelligence component, right? Yeah. Without the, the fusion of one of these intelligence pods, there's no way to recognize that an entity is AI enabled or not, right? Oh, snap. I didn't know there was a sound to this. Wow. So there it is. Yeah. Dude. So Hold on. I want to keep it here. And it's so cool. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, unless, well, you think it might be copyright or something? No, it's not that. But um, it's, it's just the same song. Yeah. Yeah. It's just cyberpunk, dude. Right on. So, yeah, what you're, what you're looking at here is just an NFT from this uh, project, Aletheia. And they sold, like you're saying, 10,000. And what they did was they created a smart contract that fuses this particular. Um, intelligence pod 
yeah. with a separate NFT that you have. Like, let's say a, a board ape, right? Right. You could fuse one of these pots to a board ape. Doesn't necessarily like fuck with anything that's original to the board ape NFT itself. And that's the purpose, right? That's mm -hmm. where me and you kind of got into a, is this necessary or not? Right. Yeah. Cause we could integrate all the technologies that exist for AI without yeah. any like web three fuckery. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of like what this looks like. There's a lot of web three fuckery here. Yeah. Is it needed? Is it not needed? Yeah. Right. Cause Protocols that are needed, they end up becoming like Uniswap yeah. or multi-billion dollars. Yeah, so this Ethereum, is Ethereum. <laughs> you know, like these are the things that are needed. Primitives, standards. Yeah. Like these are potentially, if they, if if the if the consensus among the developers it ends up being, yeah, yeah, this is a need. We need to update Ethereum with this new EIP. Uh, well, not necessarily. Like, like if engine, it's a primitive, I mean, yeah. Is that how? Is that how? Well, like for like a token standard, like a ERC eleven fifty five, that that had to get yeah. approval, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So I don't know if they're actually proposing like a new standard protocol framework for this or not, but they should. <laughs> I would yeah. think so. But okay, so describe the smart contract again that they did. So they fuse uh, an intelligence pod, an INFT personality pod, with an existing NFT, and it basically locks up both NFTs and emits an INFT. Okay. And so in this INFT, your your original uh, PFP project becomes intelligent. Yeah. But now so then what can you do with that as a developer? It's like now you can create, you know, uh, I guess a metaverse where all the PFP projects are intelligent. But, but what is the actual technical intelligence like enabling thing? <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, it's not just... I guess what's stored on chain in these INFTs are the actual personality Probably, traits. Probably, yeah, themselves, the traits. Right? Yeah. Yeah, because like you don't want to, you don't want to muddy up the, the actual NFT itself, right? Like right. you don't want to change its properties. Yeah. You like can't, the, theoretically, you can't because some other project, like Yuga. Yeah. yeah. They're not yeah. going to change it for exactly. AI. It's like, hey, by the way, it's like uh, your board ape two thousand seven hundred and thirty nine. Just uh, they want to be intelligent. Yeah. Can you go ahead and change their properties? Yeah, it's a no. They're like, fuck you, dude. It's like, how about we make them intelligent? Yeah. Screw you guys. Right. So you do have to develop some sort of like layer two smart contract level mm -hmm. for NFTs, right? In order to have these sort of appendable, yeah. imbuable properties, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we had a very similar idea back in back in the day. Way back. Yeah. Where, Call and viewed. Yeah, where you would merge different NFTs. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely find it on our channel somewhere. We're talking yeah. like way back in the day, like yeah. maybe even three years ago when we came yeah. up with this. Yeah, it was. It was a long right time Right around ago. the time when we first launched MetaZone and such. But anyways, yeah, I was like, dude, wouldn't it be cool like if you could imbue an existing NFT with, I don't know, another NFT that represents some sort of enhancement? Yeah, some rarity component. Yeah, like something that took time and money to generate, yeah. like this imbuable aspect. Think of it as like an enchantment if you ever play like an MMORPG. Right. There you, you have go. like a cool sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you want to enchant it with something that's very expensive to acquire. But once you do it, it makes your sword glow and like... More powerful. Like a legendary status NFT. So yeah. we're like, dude, inevitably this is going to happen, right? People are going to want to like add yeah. provenance or coolness to their NFTs. Yeah, and you could create a whole token economy just like they did, right? Same thing as Alethea. You create a token economy where in order to merge these two, fuse these two NFTs, you need the ALI token. Yeah. And so now you have an entire ecosystem. Yeah, so that's one component to this. It's like now, so we're, now we're, we're talking token stuff now, right? So there's a, there's that. That's a base expectation of like why a token could be important. It's the transactional unit yeah. to like do something. Yeah. Uh, well, what else could they do? I mean, because apparently they're rewarding ALI tokens to, I guess, generated AIs in the metaverse or something like that. That's actually servicing like people, yeah. real humans. Yeah. You mentioned something I thought was interesting is like, if you could, you could start with a base model artificial intelligence and you train it for like uh, you know, particular vertical, like engineering or mechanical engineering specifically. Mm. And uh, people find out that there's an AI that's that knows a lot about mechanical engineering. And instead of like finding books to figure out a problem or finding books to like figure out some sort of, you know, anything that you needed to find out about mechanical engineering, you just ask the AI. It's like, what is this? Yeah. 
and it would just respond. And so those that query your AI that you curated in terms of uh, training, mm -hmm. like you would earn tokens because you provided a service. Yeah, or your AI will earn token tokens. Like if it's for, for now, well, you that's, own that's it. You, you I, own I, the AI, right? I understand, but I'm already thinking like, like its own into the future. It's like now people are gonna be like, hold on, dude. Sentient. Yeah, like that's not right. You're taking your AI's this earnings. This is not your money. This is my money. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I could see that like evolving, like that that discussion. It's yeah. Like how much, how much rights should these? Because these are the AI's are doing all the work. You know, all the heavy lifting. Yeah, but are they like working in terms of like we work? Where we get tired and we need like rest and stuff, AI doesn't need rest. No, but there is computation computational spend to all this work, right? So there is like well, an actual expense. The real cost is electricity because you need servers yeah. and systems to run this stuff, right? So I guess I'm just going like too far down the uh, philosophical rabbit hole. It's like now, it was like yeah, you're <laughs> trying to make AI sentient. We're like we're friends. Not we're <laughs> we're allies. Well, like equal equal, equal rights, rights participants. Yeah. <laughs> I know that that would take many, 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 many like possibly generations for that to come about. I feel like, and and I feel like that's a separate question, like a separate podcast too, because uh, yeah, I know, but that that's what it interested me. Just the fact that they they didn't say like you know the owner of the AI is earning these tokens. It's like the AI itself for, for mm. the services it provides earns. Well, and it kind of like put that in my head. It's like, there's you know, a, like, there's a different cool. vertical in the economy called IOT internet of things mm -hmm. where the actual device is the thing that's earning based on its action. Like, yeah. like, so say for example, you put an IOT device in a train and in that train, like it passes through some, some field where it's like a checkpoint. Yeah. And that checkpoint, it, it, in that IOT device has the manifesto of the entire train. Mm -hmm. So it passes through that, that field, that checkpoint. And like it, it gets paid like a thousandth of a penny for, for maintaining a, a manifesto. Okay. But, but the whole point is that IOT device is earning money. Correct. But not really. It's like wh yeah, whatever really. organization or entity that I guess put it there, right. they're the ones earning money, right? And same goes with AI, right? Yeah, and I guess these AI characters or what we like to call them companions, it's kind of like the same thing, right? So yeah. that, that's why what's so interesting about us is like we want to add more value layers to you yeah. know, Metaverse yeah. companions because we, we think this whole thing, Obviously, PFPs popped off, right? That was the first thing to really capture, like, you know, yeah. the zeitgeist's wave. Yeah, we're looking at an example of a kind of like... potential companion here. Right? Yeah, theory crafting here. So they have a pinned tweet from January 19th. It says, enables a generation of interactive intelligence, intelligent AI characters for various use cases, including Sandeep, friend of the show, uh -huh. which is uh, Sandeep runs Polygon Network. Yeah, founders right? and CEO, I think. And so here he uh -huh. is as a... As a character, you know, interacting as a. Very Can we hear him speak? Let's see how act. Oh, no, it's can't. just a it's GIF. It's just a GIF. Yeah. But, oh, but that's here. that's very valuable, dude. Yeah, you can you can you know what if they minted a <laughs> Vitalik NFT, right? That you can yeah. chat with. But Polygon is because like so now the Polygon community ecosystem they could all collectively contribute to this. This is how we're like to th we're thinking about it. how do we access this? How do we create a very powerful incentive community ecosystem where now you could just custom create information bases, I guess, for, for valuable services. Yeah. Like, so Polygon, an example of that would be the community can now contribute everything they know about Polygon. Yes. As if, you know, so that would be a better version of even Sandeep. Like even he probably forgets things from time to time, sure. but this AI never forgets, right? Yeah. The AI always has this information to its disposal. So when you inquire with it, it's going to, you know, tell you everything you need to know yeah so i mean that that's valuable to us as developers who are also building on polygons like hey man i heard you guys are doing zk soon it's like what's the uh, integration process to that yeah we don't actually have to interact with real humans anymore we can just inquire sandeep's little dude here yeah yeah <laughs> give us the step-by-step -step process to you know how do we build on a uh, that'd be interesting it's like every company mints like a the ceo nft <laughs> And like or it, like a mascot would be cooler. Yeah. <laughs> and then you could just more. ask it questions about your project and it'll just respond with like exactly. the latest. And it's reliable. It's like, dude, you don't have to worry about the guys. Like, you know, you know, how, you know how companies work, right? It's like customer service. Yeah. It's the guys you hire, you probably train them, but they don't really know. They don't know. Yeah. They're not like at the executive level. Like they weren't there from the beginning. Yeah. 
you know. But if it had an AI trained by the community about the project. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, Polygon themselves would contribute yeah. to this information base. You have probably the best representation of a company you could formulate, right? Yeah. And, like, I don't know. And then, like, once you ask it all these technical questions, then you can, like, bro out and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's uh, depending on what personality it has. Yeah. You what know? do you think about Bitcoin ordinals? Yeah, Sandy. there you go. Damn, see, everybody becomes max interesting, dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, not everybody, but all these things. Look at this. Andy's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can make him anything you want. Yeah. So this is what's exciting, man. And I don't know. I'm pumped about this, you know. So how do we how do we implement this with Roby though? Like same oh with because we want yeah so we want Roby's to be valuable in the sense okay we're gonna Roby started off as a battle bot play to earn type of ecosystem right yeah where you can come in with your Roby's uh, you could do PVE activities to acquire loot. And craft different things like accessories and weapons in order to prepare yourself for inevitable PvP clash. Yeah. Very similar to like an Axie Infinity, like, you know, uh, ecosystem scheme. But I mean, dude, we have the benefit of being in the metaverse, in the open metaverse with all these things that can reach beyond just games. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, what if we add another layer of coolness or value to, yeah, this guy right here? Every time you can interact with him, you could get you can get real personal and close with him. I don't know, dude. Yeah. The more you tell him about yourself, like he'll just ask you. It's like, hey, how how are you doing? Yeah, it's like, hey man, did you ever fix that thing? Did you go see the doctor about that thing you told me about? <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that, dude. It's What's like, the update? Go? Yeah, dude, I'm worried about you. Like, wouldn't that feel good? Like every time you log in, you're yeah. always like, dude, I missed you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of like the things you wish your dog could tell you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You know, you know your dog loves you and misses you every time you come home because the fucking tail's going crazy. <laughs> you know, they're jumping on you. It, but, but it doesn't tell you anything. Yeah. And it's definitely not intelligent to, like, enrich your life <laughs> in any way. It's like, tell you what's going on, like, yeah, all dude. over the world. It's like, bro, haven't you, did you hear about what happened in Syria? What do you think about those balloons? Yeah, dude. <laughs> and then, see... It, you would have to, man, that would be hard to like manifest a personality like that. That, How would I generate my personality into an AI? That's, well, you that's would train it. You would train it. Uh, but the way that you would train it, it would have to be like directly, which is the problem. What do you mean? Right. Meaning like, uh, let's say you are into the whole UFO thing happening right now. Right. China, Very balloons, UFOs, all yes. that stuff. Yes. But you would have to tell your AI that you're into it. Rather than like it's being part of your computer or your browser where you're automatically just searching mm. about UFOs, mm. like it would know that you're into it, right? <laughs> okay. So, so that's the only issue. So I think once like, um, you know, we can hit hardware level artificial intelligence where it just like understands what you're doing. Yeah. Like then you would have something kind of, it would, it would say, Hey, did you hear about this new UFO sighting in like, you know, yeah. somewhere else? Yeah. Interesting. So that that's very personal, granular stuff. So I, this is what I, I'm thinking. Like the way we can use this for Rovies, I think there's like a, several tech stacks or AI stacks that I think we're en we're gonna have to end up there's, accessing. So the, yeah, this is this is probably gonna happen like in multiple phases because yeah. we have to implement an MVP version just so we can get it out there, mm -hmm. right? And see, get the response from everybody. You know, yeah, interacting, get a feel for you know. I guess do like a survey. It's like, dude, does, is this enhancing your Roby owner experience? Do you want more of this? Stuff yeah. like that, right? Because we can implement like a general AI to Roby's and it'll it'll be tapped into like it's it's like base uh, training data about the world. Or does yeah. it make more sense for our community to train their own Roby's? I think so, for sure. But but it's not like a bad thing, the fact that, yeah, we want like personable Rovies and stuff that have like their quirky moments and whatnot. Yeah. But we still want them to be like ultimately intelligent. Like we want them to be able to source GPT three and four, right? Whenever we want. Sure. Right? Sure. Yeah, whenever like just to have access to that 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 superpower. You know? Yeah, I think we have to understand like we, nothing is ever going to be perfect. So what I mean yeah. by that is, if you have an artificial intelligence that knows everything. That means that when you ask it something, it may not provide you an accurate answer. Rather than having a specifically trained artificial intelligence on, like, engineering, for example. 
Like that one would give you like specific correct answers the majority of the time. Because it doesn't need to know but what's it happening know, with it, Beyonce and like, like it doesn't need to know all that stuff. It wouldn't know anything beyond just what, yeah. what it wouldn't know. About. No. So I guess, but. So maybe like this artificial intelligence is like only knows about different metaverses and only knows about like the stuff that's going on in Decentraland, for example. Well, one thing's for certain. We want it to be like, again, like a representative of the Rovi, you know, the Rovi project, the Rovi ethos. So I think part of that is we have to create some sort of like, you know, neural network of people contributing towards this information, right? The historical information of how Rovi came about, the contextual stuff about the metaverse, all the different tokenomics understandings of like, you know, sure. how, and you know, all of this has to be kind of like, community fed in, in my head i yeah. think that's how it'll come about I, I can i can see that because you would you would jump into the center and i see this little guy yeah and you click on it and it's like it's just a prompt and then you're just like are we, yeah. what are you it's like yeah. oh we're rovies we've come from a different planet and yeah my origin story is like okay how do i get started it's like <laughs> correct yeah you know and it will tell you everything you need to know it's like who made you yeah uh yeah these guys apparently you know well, I'm in an Oscar, according to YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that's I, that's the most, and we're talking like 20, 30 years in the future. Like well, maybe we're all like. Maybe not too. That, maybe that we far. all caught, we caught the last of us fungus or something and we're all dead. Yeah. But Rovies are still alive. So we'll be like Satoshi legends. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? It's like, damn dude. It's like, who's these three guys, you know? Yeah. But the Rovies will know because they have all that information. Yeah. Cause, right. Cause the community that exists now can, can feed it that. Right. So. I think that's super valuable. So then, so now we're, we're talking about these different phases about, you know, general intelligence. Now we have like hyper-specific community intelligence. And then now you inject a token. It's like, how do you sustain and create an <sighs> ecosystem out of all this? Yeah, because when it comes down to us, we're always thinking about sustainability from everything. Yeah. From even the incession of MetaZone, that's the reason why it came about because the metaverse was clearly not sustainable <laughs> for like anything. Yeah. Just the, the existing model of it. So we're like, okay, uh, we need to create this platform that injects some sort of like a sustainability for developers or creators. And then of course, Roby's itself. It's the reason why we haven't rushed to like deploy some on-chain token. You know, there's some members in the community who are like, dude, just put it on chain. Let's 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 See have what at happens. it. Happens. Yeah. Yeah. We know like that's usually like a recipe for just you know depression. Yeah. For which is not good because it's really difficult to climb out of those situations. You want to have a very well thought out, very well pre-planned ecosystem with, with plenty of sinks with a good value production right. from the ecosystem itself. Right. Right. Cause then a token makes sense. Right. Otherwise it's just a speculative vehicle that really has no utility or function or service or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, what do you think? <laughs> so then, so then it's like, okay, so what what are the frameworks to do something like this? Well, <clears throat> we we have to kind of mimic real life because let's say for example, we take you and I for example, where you know, we live on earth and our existence ha has minimum requirements such as like shelter, food, oxygen, water. Like these are all fundamentally necessary for us to remain alive, right? Okay. Yeah. And so when it comes to Rovies and like any other ecosystem, there needs to be some degree of inherent consumption. Mm. And so Rovies, for example, like uh, when they battle the, <clears throat> their energy depletes or when you're asking it questions, it's intelligence uh, meter goes down. Mm. Like, mm -hmm. like there has to be some sort of inherent consumption to keep this thing going, to yeah. have motivations to like keep it upgrading and, you know, progressing. I think so. I think that's definitely like a, a value component to like, you know, keeping something, if something is truly valuable, you'll, you'll, you'll continue to, uh, sustain that. Yeah. You know, whatever the cost. And <laughs> I, I, I made the comparison of like, uh, like a, your child, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a baby, yeah. a, another human being that you spawn on this earth. Yeah. Right. These things eventually become intelligent. They don't necessarily like provide you any sort of monetary return. Yeah. 
unless you hit the lottery, dude. Like, so, you know, your kid becomes the next Britney Spears. Oh, and then I think actually she like sued her parents or something like that. So that's <laughs> yeah. probably not a good example. Yeah, she did. <laughs> or like her dad, like, I don't she was, fucking she know. She was getting abused she by had her family. Rough, yeah, so, yeah, she had a rough life, dude. So it doesn't always work out is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> but nonetheless, you still, you know, you support these babies for a reason, right? Because right. you have an intimate connection with it. That's that's you. That's your soul duplicated, replicated, right? So, and on that, it made me it's think not, it's not much of a stretch, yeah, of artificial intelligence having a part, a role in that, where you want to maintain it. Well, that's what I mean. And then I started thinking about like I think another reason why we have such deep connections amongst humans is because we know we're all gonna die. Yeah. So I was like, it, is death possibly a necessary like a uh, component to getting humans to appreciate AI sure. on the same level? Uh, yeah. Because you could you could pre pre program the death of an AI, couldn't you? Like, you could absolutely. Yeah. Maybe if that's part of the AI, like you know how Alethea or whatever they're called, they're having these personality pods. What about like a soul pod? Yeah. That has all this stored information. Like it's just you, it's gonna die in twenty five years. Yeah. You know? Yeah, imagine like a tokenomics where, sort of like Bitcoin, where the last Bitcoin mine is in the year 2140. Yeah. It's like maybe this AI is going to stay alive until that year and then that's it. Yeah. So, and what if this AI is owned, what if this Rovi is owned by Elon Musk? Mm. And Elon is, he's interfacing with his Rovi on a daily basis. He's feeding it all of his like personal information and stuff. It's like, dude, that's a fucking valuable Rovi, yeah. man. I want to like... Yeah, I want to hop into Decentraland or whatever metaverse that this Rovi is deployable in. Just I want to enter. Question: I, yeah. What's the latest meme, Elon? <laughs> yeah, it's like who are you smashing today, Elon? <laughs> Stuff like this. He's like, like, yeah. But knowing that this 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 bot will be dead at some point, that's the end of it. Yeah, you won't be able to do that anymore. Like, you know. uh, yeah, I wonder. I wonder, like, is death permanent? Because for who? For AI, like in this case, I was gonna say that's that's awful deep, Will. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, obviously we don't know on our own behalf, but we we operate on a daily basis as if it is, right? That's why we we hold so much value yeah. to the idea that we're gonna die, right? Yeah. To me, that in my opinion, so we're getting into philosophy here, right? That that's why we we tip each other, right? Because we we know like we, there's value to someone else's life. Right. Sustaining somebody's livelihood is is of importance. Yeah. We want to take care of all humans for a good reason, right? Yeah, because they're providing a service. Well, not, yeah. Well, not all are, of them. Are all humans <laughs> not providing a service? I guess they're, they're not. Not all of them. But still, they, we but want they to have value. They do. There's, there's an innate desire to preserve that, right? Because unless you're like some evil fuck. You know, you that's, don't have that's that one learn. of the main reasons why Elon is so, um, yeah. you know, forward about getting to Mars because he thinks of Earth as like this, um, you know, intelligent flame and like in this vast blackness, <laughs> right? And it could be extinguished, oh. you know, by, by, you know, like in a mass extinction event. It's true. And so we, we have to like go to different planets and like, you know, live. Absolutely. Like that's such a critical task, you yeah. know? Yeah. If you can like extrapolate to that level and like, dude, that's tremendously valuable to preserve that no matter what. Like just in case. Like what if we are the only instance yeah. of this There's a chance we might happening be. in the universe? Yeah. Yeah. What a tragedy that would be if we just blew it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right? So somebody has to think on this level to again preserve that thing. Yeah. That is humanity, right? The soul of humanity. So will we ever come to that same like I guess I don't know appreciation for artificial versions of ourselves. I, I feel like we can. I mean, I think if, we can too. if you've seen the movie, her, like he's yeah. interacting with AI, the whole movie. And it's just like a voice, but I'm speaking more on like, not, not so much like the emotional connections. We can form these things like the <clears throat> kind of like Bitcoin. How the fuck did we all get convinced that like hmm. these digits on a screen actually represent value? Hmm. Well, it's because we leverage like existing value components from like the physical world, right? Like, you know, scarcity um difficulty like th these are these don't naturally exist on like the blockchain but somebody artificially created these parameters to this thing called bitcoin sure and that's how we all kind of like came to a consensus or are slowly coming to a consensus like dude this is valuable that's true so can we do the same thing with ai by mm. injecting things like mortality mm. injecting things like 
personality. Now these things are sure. all unique. Sure. Every, there's never going to be a, a like-minded artificial intelligence. They'll all be unique. Yeah. So therefore, how are they any less valuable than humans are if yeah. we have all the same shared, you know? Uh, well, uh, you would have to build an you know, artificial intelligence on some sort of protocol like a Bitcoin. Yeah. So it could be provable, like scarcity. Exactly. Provable, provable uniqueness. And immutable, right? Yeah, and like you cannot fuck with it. It's tamper proof. Yeah. Like these are these are definitive. Like there's a ledger somewhere God has access to. I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like we're all on it. Yeah. Like uh, the finiteness of all of our existence is is logged somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> we don't get access to view it, unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know. But because of that reality, it's like, dude, that's why we value ourselves so highly. That's true. Right. Yeah. Like we know. have a limited existence. We do. If we didn't, dude, like then who? Fuck you. Yeah, nobody would get anything done. Or I don't know, just like, well, how would, what would happen? We just, there'd be so many humans for one. Yeah. So we're already like kind of diminishing our value because there's going to be so many of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, so. <laughs> that was my little philosophy moment. Just uh, So the challenge here is implementing a token where like it makes sense. Yeah, and also I think I just kind of convinced myself of how important like the on-chain aspect of all this data is right yeah yeah the on-chain aspect but also the business aspect because just injecting artificial intelligence isn't free right it's costing somebody something Mm. anytime you're asking a question yeah and so it has to be sustainable again so there's a cost and there has to be a like an expenditure associated with it like on the other end Mm -hmm. so so yeah that's why it feels like it makes sense that there it's continuously draining like it's energy or it's like, um, I don't know, some, some sort of, um, indicator yeah. that represents his intelligence. Correct. <clears throat> yeah. These, I think that, that again, falls in line with what I was talking about. Like that, that, those are examples of, I guess, like difficulty, right? Yeah. If there's some sort of difficulty element to the sustainability of all this, <laughs> therefore like those who are able to contribute the most in uh in in opposition of those difficulty standards it's like you know you're awarded the best or you get the most allocation of rewards and stuff like that so this is like just the groundwork this is how you get an ecosystem started but yeah now there's like a whole how do you close these loops right there's a lot of considerations that goes into like you know designing token economies or i guess economies in general especially digital ones right right it's fucking insane like you're literally playing god building everything from the ground up but you still have to have that deep understanding of like human psychology because ultimately those are the participants. Mm. Those are the value injectors into an ecosystem or an economy. So it's like, how do you keep everybody fulfilled Yeah. at the same time? Man. <laughs> it's tough, dude. That's a tough task. Yeah, when you put it that way, it seems extremely difficult. <laughs> the fact that like we're tasked to do this. Yeah. And like we're, we're just like <laughs> just doing it. We're trying. We're coming up with as many different, like, you know, verticals as we can to, like, you know, uh, because I have that deep belief, dude. Like, Web3 has done a great job of galvanizing participation for things. Like, Mm. but, man, we suck at producing value. (laughs) Like, real tangible value. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we brought up the example of DeFi where you're locking up funds. But you, by locking up funds, you're providing liquidity for a service. Mm. Right, so there there is some value, but it's not obvious. Yeah, I guess it's not. Yeah, I, I said tangible. Yeah, I guess you're right. These are definitely very valuable things. Yeah, it's just I, not I, obvious, though. Yeah, and I guess even NFTs, like you know, board apes, it's valuable. It's a new IP. Yeah. Obviously, Web three is doing a great job at spinning up new IP variants and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Roby, I think we could do better. Roby's a new IP. Correct. So, that's right. So yeah, I mean, that's just a. You know, simple example. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, token tokenomics, AI, like, um, I don't know, all these components may be necessary. Like, I, I think every project can leverage artificial intelligence, even in just at the basis of, like, the community, right? Because I don't think every project wants to be answering every single question <laughs> every single time. And especially if AI can just kind of take over and just answer those questions automatically, right? Yeah. But, uh, but then... You know, something with our project like Roby, we need to support this little guy so he could battle, right? It's, it's still a battle bot. Mm-hmm. But then 
this might be like uh, on my phone, on an application, a Roby application, where I can ask it all the questions that I need um, just because I need the intelligence aspect. Correct. Or you could just pull them up, yeah, like an AR app or something. Yeah, there you go. Where we could like literally just, you'll be standing right here, dude, right on our table, Yeah. this little guy. Yeah. And then within that, maybe you could speak into your phone and that's how you're communicating to him, right? And he's being like, what yeah. up? What's up, dude? You know? Yeah, personal Roby, dude. What you need? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, no, man, I was just, you know, curious about. What's uh, the latest in crypto? It's like, well, Coinbase is fighting the SEC if you're yeah. interested. Yep. Yep. Um, but Kraken how did got... it know that, though? See, <laughs> well, it's it would like, have to be tapped into some sort of like real-time. Like uh, industry yeah. knowledge. Yeah, because I guess GPT is, uh, it's like sourcing old information mostly, yeah. right? But did you see um, Bing and ChatGPT? Yeah, I did. It's really cool. It's basically ChatGPT with its old knowledge connected to the internet. And what does the connected to the internet part provide? Like, um, Let's say, like, uh, let's say you're comparing two different products. What are the so you would be on Amazon like looking at two different products and then and then you could ask the Bing AI it's like what are the pros and cons of each of these products and it'll mm. it'll give you you just give it the link and it'll tell you the pros and cons of the of the products. Hmm. Wow. You couldn't do that with ChatGPT. Yeah, I guess not, right? But they just acquired them, didn't they? Or uh, no, they they invest. Microsoft invested in ChatGPT or OpenAI, I should say. And then in exchange for that, like they were able to integrate into Bing. I don't know if the ex an exchange was made there. <laughs> I think they're well, just yeah. leveraging yeah you, the protocols or the the API calls. There. That's right. Yeah, I mean that was damn. Isn't that kind of like uh, squirrely? Like it's like they had insider knowledge. They're about to release this like super sick version of Bing. And, they and then they bought the thing that they're, is that, is that, that's not like internal knowledge, right? Because it's an open source thing. Yeah. Well, I don't yeah. think open AI is as open as it used to be. Yeah. So I'm not sure. But nonetheless, being AI has shat on uh, Google and embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's like Google investing in itself, I guess. They knew they were going to create some sort of new cool product with, with the uh, open AI stuff. Yeah. And so they're like, you know what? Let's just uh, throw a lot of more money on it. It's going to only enhance our Bing service now uh, over time if we give more money to OpenAI. Yeah. And we have bigger ownership now. So it's like, dude. Yeah, I mean, you. Google's definitely in trouble because they have they have like a 95% share of like the search in all of the yeah. internet. Yeah. And the thing with AI does, it gives you answers. It doesn't give you options. And yeah. so... Well, usually when you go to Google, you're looking in general for answers, mm -hmm. right? And so you're going to ask AI, not Google, for those yeah. answers. So now how but much is search going to really dominate over asking AI questions? I just don't understand how Google could possibly be dropping the ball on all of this. I don't know. know. I mean? Yeah, that's a great question. They're supposed to be like the front runners and all this. And yeah, they have the most money. They're definitely concerned, dude. Definitely. You think so? Yeah. How, based on what? Just because... They haven't really come up. The product that they showed was it's a nothing burger. Bard, right? Or Bard. Brad? Bard. Bard. Yeah. It was a nothing burger? It was nothing. That makes no fucking sense, yeah, dude. I know. What are they where'd all them where's all that money going on that R and D? I don't know. Maybe they didn't have a good model like OpenAI had. That's fucking incredible. Somebody needs yeah. to like do a deep dive on this. Like uh this this is like they purchased this company called Deep Brain back in the day and like they twenty fourteen or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they never did anything with it. Well, maybe it well, was it's nothing part of, either. It's probably part of like the, the Google devices and stuff like that, right? Yeah, but that's like Siri and <laughs> hey Google. Like that's not a... They just they just got lapped, in other words, by a smaller fish. I would say so, yeah. And I think that's the advantage of like um, smaller startups is like you get to really hone in. For sure. On like and they can take niche. risks. Google yeah. is getting sued like every day, multiple times a day. By who? By people of all kinds. Just well, the for point the hell is, of it? Yeah. But point yeah. is, they can't make the same moves as, like, startups can. No, fuck no. That's what, that's what I mean. Like, these big corporations, you know, yeah. it's, I think, much more difficult, I think, to, because uh, they're trying, they're spread so thin, you know? They have so many yeah. different departments, but, I mean, they have so many resources, too, and so many people working. I don't know, man. Maybe there's just not as much 
passion and drive in those types of like well, corporate environments as there is like, in like a startup culture. Well, well, Google still has an advantage. I mean, they could purchase whatever AI competitor out there that spawns. Yeah. I mean, and then all of a sudden now they're competing again. Yeah. I think Google is probably just working on AI, not so much targeted towards like the consumer demographic. I bet open AI probably just, they, they had much more ambition towards servicing general population. Sure. Yeah. That was, that was my theory the other day is they just don't have anything consumer facing right now. Yeah. They're probably focused on like, I don't know, like fucking logistics servicing for yeah. like big other big companies that's probably where they saw the money at, you know, it's like, yeah, we're going to focus on that. Like military use. Yeah. Like you know, defense contracts, all that shit. Like taking big data and using AI to like make information out of it. Yeah. Like spit yeah. out like some like fucking, enterprise AI. Basically. Exactly. I guarantee I, I'm pretty certain like that's probably where they pivoted towards. And now it's biting them in the ass a little bit. Just, I mean, probably not from like an actual money perspective, just like a public sentiment one. Yeah. But here's the thing. Most of their revenue comes from search. Yes. <laughs> and the very thing that makes them a ton of revenue is the very thing that's being attacked right now. Yeah, you're right. So there's no excuse. Damn, no excuse. Yeah. <laughs> Strong words, dude. But you're right. I mean, this is probably going to go down. as like one of the bigger like corporate blunders of yeah. all time, depending on how much damage is actually done by this. Like, Yeah, I mean, if AI really takes over here, and uh, really solves our questions. See, that's another thing. Yeah, like there's still like an adoption curve scenario, even even now. Yeah, but I can show you right now. If I go to ChatGPT and uh, yeah, I know it's down. It's right? down. I can't. Oh. Yeah, we're experiencing exponential high demand. Please hang tight. And that's probably like 10 million users or something like that. Yeah, which that's what I mean. Google's got billions of daily users. Yeah. So, like, that's what I mean. Like, I don't think Google's in any real danger. Like, they're not going to get lapped by this. But it's going to take time for, like, you know, the general public to understand the value of these of this technology and how to use it on a daily basis. I don't know if it's going to take that much time. I already think Google, Googling is obsolete. It's yeah, dead. It took a while for, for people to understand. Like, you know, obviously not like the tech the tech, you know, well-informed community, which is probably like less than 10% of people. Yeah. I'm talking about, you know, normal people who just go to work here every single day. They come home. When are they going to like ask, you know, AI questions well, or inquire? They are already Googling stuff, I'm assuming. I know that, but it took them a while for them to get into that like habitual like process. You know what I mean? Yeah. I told you, I, I went home and showed my wife and yeah. my sister this. They could not care less. they <laughs> Exactly. That's why they're like, point. oh, yeah. cool. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. You could tell them how tremendously valuable and how much this. Your sister's in real estate, dude. She could probably yeah. like get so much like assistance from AI at the moment with all the different tools and services that are available. But it's just not going to hit until it hits. You know. See, it's, it's we talked about it before. Like you almost have to kind of like hide this tech for mm. people to use it, and I I think that's probably going to be the path forward is yeah. like maybe that's what google's doing too that's what they do with their uh google homes and stuff they just kind of hide it behind these yeah home assistants yeah it's a ux so, thing so yeah. by googling you're asking ai a question <laughs> wow uh i mean why not yeah well that's how it, it should work i mean it's the same prompt right that way you're, yeah there's nothing radical like, anymore show me the top five oled tvs it's, is that ever a thing you ask yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. yeah. Well, it should, top t top TVs for sale twenty twenty three. Yeah, right? and then what's 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 AI gonna do? Well, AI <laughs> AI will tell you here are the current top five, based on what? Like it, it just has to formulate its own like. Well, based reason. on what people are saying about the TVs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it'll give you like the results and like this is and how then, I came to this. And then you the conversation would be like, okay, tell me about the first one. Like, why is it so good? And mm. it'll tell you. Rather than you and clicking on these different links and then reading reviews and all that true, stuff. True, true. But so you're saying Google could just drop that one day on the world. It, they and could. <laughs> I just don't know how they're going to monetize it. So if you if you uh, listen to the All In podcast, they talk about this stuff, and it's pretty mm -hmm. interesting. What else do they say? Well, they're, they're talking about <laughs> the monetization aspect of this, how, how Google is getting is screwed. Yeah, dude, because like uh, if you Google like best TVs oh. or whatever, like – 
Best Buy and CNET are like going to be at the top because they're they're probably paying for those clicks, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh shit, you're right. Dang. So now, so they don't have an incentive to to do this. What you're saying, like, because they're cutting into their own. Exactly. That's the issue. Because now there's no bias, like a paid bias, essentially, to the results of a of a search. Now it's like supposed to be like you know. Uh, definitive like this, yeah. these are the best products on the market yeah based on the tech specs and the, the yeah. price of it and compared to the market well yeah. the only way you could do that i would think would be like you'd pay cnet or whatever to keep writing these articles to train the ai right so that's sort of what chamath was saying is that if google is going to end up losing a, sh- a shit ton of revenue as a result of this why don't you current right now today spend that revenue on like paying CNET and paying all these creators mm. to continuously make content and and make their content only crawlable by their by Google AI. What's crawlable mean? Meaning searchable like uh, under their training. umbrella. Oh, I see. Training Google's AI, not anybody else's AI. Oh shit. So when you create a website, there's a robot.txt which mm-hmm. allows Google to crawl your entire website. Mm. So that way it's searchable and that's why when you create a website, you have to focus on SEO, search engine optimization, mm-hmm. so that when people ask Google something, hopefully your website comes up. Mm-hmm. So now when uh so now there's an ai.txt, you know, theoretically so in that ai.txt make only google crawl your website mm, wow and so you get paid yeah. to have an exclusive you know communication between google ai's and nobody else's interesting and so now google's like collecting all this artificial intelligence people are going to ask google a question not anybody else because no one has access to that that data wow and so what chamath was saying is like google should spend their money on this today so that they take advantage of their 95% market share, use that money to like keep your existing, you know, trainers, if you will. But how are they getting a bigger return? Well, that's the result. question. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause this sounds more like this is just another way for them to lose money. <laughs> like, oh yeah, absolutely. They're going to, but the point <laughs> is they're going to lose money anyways. Okay. So spend that money so in keeping it. your yeah. train, your training data. And figure out monetization later. Yeah. You're going to have to like convince the world. It's like, you know, we have the, fucking best ai so you've you know netflix subscription time yeah everybody give us 20 bucks a month dude here's the thing like from a philosophical philosophical perspective like in today's search you're paid to be at the top you're paying to be at the top Mm -hmm. but for ai you want accurate answers Mm -hmm. you want specific answers you want correct answers yeah you can't you want to trust it yeah you want to be able to yeah trust it yeah so you can't have influence with money you can't like influence it to be oh yeah the answer yeah if that ever was found out like my favorite ai is like corrupted yeah dude i would be heartbroken yeah you know you you go to ask jeeves (laughs) at that point yeah 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 well maybe it would be like maybe the retailers would be the ones picking up the slack here because it'd be like this sony tv is the best here it is at the best buy right down the street Mm -hmm. do you want to pick it up yeah yeah so i mean is that, is that what happens like if, if can we game the ai like to, or the corporations to that point where they just create like infinite blogs where it's just like everything we do is the best just tell the mm-hmm. internet that so like the ai cannot decipher whether or not well here's the thing those blogs they still need to be sort of accurate not everything can be the best because oh, yeah all of a sudden nobody's reading your stuff anymore but I guess they're querying AI. Well, that's what I mean. It's not. They're not worried about who's reading it. They're only worried about the the crawling aspect, I guess, right? And if that's the case, then I guess it has to come to a point where there's exclusive crawling to hmm. AI systems, right? That way, yeah, can everything be the best? If- yeah, like literally, everyone's ad is just like number one or like first <laughs> to do this. So it's like. Yeah. You know, the mo- the best, well, I guess that, that's kind of like already how marketing works. It does, yeah. <laughs> so it already has to like compute with that, right? It's like everybody trying to sell a truck. It's like apparently right. everybody like sells the best trucks in America. You know, right. Every, but, every company. But truck makers make the best trucks, right? Yeah. Right? In, in quotes. But people who buy trucks, they don't all agree that all the trucks are the best. No. Right? So there's like a separate community that says... 
Ford is the best or Chevy's the best. Mm -hmm. And so AI takes all that data and says, well, in general, you know, Ford is the best. Yeah, but does it, well, but there's a, a discrepancy in like uh, metrics, right? What if there's two times as many people saying Ford's the best than Chevy? So then AI interprets that, then Ford must be the best, right? Well, yeah, that, but that's good, right? Is that good? Well, that's Ford, what I mean. Can't Ford's that be commercials gained? literally say they're the be Ford is the best in Texas. Yeah, they, they do. Oh shit! But everybody's getting to say. But, but that's but, what but to the to, AI, right? it doesn't mean it's the best if only Ford is saying it, right? It has to be a consensus, sort of. Yeah. And that's the whole point. That's the whole purpose of the AI is for them to do the work, not us. Us, we keep hearing everything's the best. But so we, yeah, but, yeah, you're but right. the right okay. person, the the one who wants to buy the best, they have to do a ton of research. Okay, yeah, right. So the, the, even if it devolved to that level where it's just let's flood the internet with like all the best claims or whatever. Yeah, there's still the gonna AI be blog should be posts. able to go interpret much more sure. like, tertiary value outside of just claims. Yeah, there's right? gonna be blog posts where it's like, yeah, Ford sucks. You know, Chevy's better because of all these things. And if there's like a ton of blog posts that say that, yeah, you know, the AI should be able to pick that up. Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, the fucking marketing campaigns are like the company, like the marketing departments behind big corporations are going to yeah. be much more aggressive now. They're going to, because they have to tap into their people now, their communities much yeah. more. Like the, 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 the injection, the value. That's true. There's the got to be, people need to agree. Yeah, people that need it to be, is the best. <laughs> people need to be blasting on a regular basis on social media, TikTok, whatever. Like, the appreciation for the product Dude, and, and now reviews are going to be not on like under uh, like Amazon's webpage. It's going to be like everywhere on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Just talk about my product on Twitter. <laughs> AI is going to pick, pick up on that. Exactly. So <clears throat> just say something good about us anywhere. Facebook, Twitter, doesn't matter. Yeah. That's nasty. But what's the incentive for people to really give a fuck? That's what I'm saying. The company's yeah. going to have to like figure out new incentives to get well, people to come out. You, you oh, do, outside of just building actual good products, is what I'm saying. You do get incentives to like write reviews, like you get discounts yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that's what I mean. But if if AI said, "Listen, the Ford F one fifty is the best truck," <laughs> why would anybody go buy a Chevy? I know, right? Well, Chevy, Especially Chevy if, has to do a lot of work now to exactly, become the better truck. So that's good for oh us because God. now trucks yeah. are just getting way better. Yeah, but man, dude, that would be like fucking company crushing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it can be. Like if, if, if society and culture gets to the point where we respect and we trust AI's opinion on things so much, why would you get a Chevy at that point? Yeah. It's like definitive. Like God just told us yeah. <laughs> Ford is the best. the best in Texas or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> <laughs> then it's over, dude. It's over for Chevy. It's over for Nissan. It's over for everybody, dude. AI. Yeah. I can't imagine it. somebody saying, nah, I'm still going to get a Chevy. I know. It doesn't make any sense. That's oh, like, you definitely would, though. They definitely yeah. would. Well, just to yeah. be like counter. Just, yeah, just to be cool. Yeah, it's like, pff, all you fucking normies, like yeah, conformists. Yeah. Conformists. <laughs> it's AI a whole revolution. New, listening to God. It's a, it's a whole new level of goths, you know? Yeah. Like, just super, like, against the grain. But, yeah, that's, fuck, man. Yeah, AI is going to change a lot. Fuck. Now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Because we, dude, we have to feed these fucking things, and like it's the ultimate digester of information, the yeah. ultimate provider of of fact yeah. or truth. Compile information. Compiler. Into like something. Yeah. Something. Something, something is, useful. Yeah, and it's gonna improve everybody's everything. So fuck. God damn it. Yeah, <sighs> man. Like, I as a consumer, I do a ton of research before I buy anything. Mm. I don't. I don't know why I do that, but I do that. Because well, like you don't want to make everything. A, you don't want to make a mistake. Right? Yeah, I don't, don't want to waste. I don't want to waste money. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I am spending a lot of time on like doing research. Yeah, but 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 I also like learning about you know what what how OLED. What's the difference between mm. OLED and LED? That's what it is, dude. Because I do it too, and it's just like you like the process of learning yeah. it. Yeah. Mm. It's like what is HDMI two point one? What is the difference with two point oh? I must know. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I, shit, no. I like I like learning about that stuff because I feel like it's kind of important. Well, it's definitely it's feeding your fucking AI database, dude. Your data yeah, set. Now true. you know my my own artificial. Now, account. like I can actually inquire to you in real life. It's like, true. hey, dude, it's like, oh, what do you what do you think is the best you know phone to get? Yeah, and because you spent like God knows how long <laughs> looking <laughs> into true. all these different phones, you can give. I could trust your opinion on things, right? Yeah, 
I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah. You're I was just, like, dude, don't get a PC, get a Mac. Yeah. See, it's like, just, just listen to me, dude. <laughs> and I, eventually I fucking succumbed or succumbed. <laughs> succumbed does not sound good, dude. Succumbed. Succumbed. <laughs> eventually I, I bit, I came around to your, yeah. you, know, you know, your data set, dude. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. I'll give, I'll give Mac a shot, dude. Fuck it. But yeah, you want the AI's. Like that, like, yeah. like you could ask it, and it's like, okay, I'll do what you tell me to. You yeah, because I mean? it's easier. Yeah, shit, it'll make my life easier. You need, but, but yeah, so there needs to be like reputation, like proof of like correctness. Yeah, all these things. Senses. Yeah, everything. you just that way we have, you know, reasons to trust different like AI models. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you and know that's that, why that's another reason why Google got hammered, right? Because the thing they released got it gave a wrong yeah, it gave a wrong question uh, answer to um, something about the James Webb telescope. How wrong was it? Like super wrong? No, they, it said that James Webb telescope is responsible for the first images about something. Okay, and it was just wrong, barely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it was, and but that I don't think that's why Google's stock price tanked. I think it tanked partly because of that, but also. They didn't really focus on artificial intelligence. Mm. That was the issue. They were like talking about their existing products and how cool they were. Mm. And it's like they totally miss like the temperature in the room. Yeah, everybody's like waiting for their response. Every, yeah, everybody's cooing about like AI everywhere else. <laughs> and like Google's like, yeah. you know, spend 10 minutes on AI, the, the other 55 minutes on like fucking you know, everything else. Docs. Yeah. Yeah, docs. We got upgrades to Google Docs, guys. You're going to like this one. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to really own it. You're going to love this. And yeah. like, no, dude. Yeah. Read the room. You're right. Yeah. When it comes down to like marketing, dude, you cannot fuck off like that, dude. You can't yeah. toy with people's emotions, you know? Yeah, you can't. You got to feed the... Yeah, and then feed the them. AI that they showed it was underwhelming. So that yeah. that's... It's like I'm selling my Google stock. Per yeah, perfect storm of like, fuck. But... but Obviously, that's a mistake, dude. You don't sell Google, yeah. <laughs> I think. There's no way OpenAI is going to come in and like dethrone Google single-handedly. There's no fucking way. Is, is there Google a has more data than anybody. I don't know how they lose this race. Yeah, I, I get I agree. Yeah, I, I don't know how they're going to lose. So if anything, that becomes a buy-op <laughs> if it goes like even lower. But I mean, it wouldn't be the first time like some, you know, up and up takes down a big corp, you know. Microsoft happens. taking down Google. Well, Microsoft's also a big corp. Oh yeah, I know, but they're they're the losers. Oh, I guess I guess, yeah, I guess it's more feasible now. Yeah, I forgot about Microsoft. Yeah, dude, is Bing gonna make the biggest comeback of the century? It could, <laughs> it could. But I feel like the the culture would just meme it out of possibility. It's like I don't know, not if it's useful. They actually, won't. you know what? Maybe there's enough like negative sentiment towards Google for you know you know how people are. It's like Google is too powerful already. Yeah. For sure. I so think let's that. take away, strip away some of their power. And go to Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's not much better. Yeah. Fuck. But <laughs> if if Microsoft has a better product, people are going to use it. Yeah. It's just better. This is, yeah, this is one of those let the market decide. This is the beauty yeah. of fucking yeah. free markets, dude. Yeah. You don't have the government telling us, like, which one to use. Like, right. we get to decide on our own. And this let, is in China. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> fuck that, dude. Let the plebs decide, dude. And, like... Let the best win. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. How it should be. That is how it should be. I'm looking forward to seeing more of that. But ah, fuck, dude. Here we are again, dude. AI all over again. Yeah, we 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 tried not to talk about AI, but yeah, the <laughs> ordinals was like exciting just enough. It's like, dude, finally something new, like to kind of like distract us from AI a little bit. But that was yeah. only cool for like a day, maybe yeah. two, and like we went right back to AI. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but but ordinals, ordinals let's, let's not nfts uh, it's just uh, i mean it's just nfts on bitcoin cool it's very cool the way they do it is very very cool yes yeah, so, so we did make a video yes. if you want to go back it was posted some time ago yeah. <laughs> literally titled like will ordinals um basically like boom or bust bitcoin yeah uh, not those exact words but yeah you'll see it Definitely encourage you guys to watch that. That's like our introduction to what, what is going on on the Bitcoin network with yeah. these whole Satoshi numeric system. It's fucking yeah. weird for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, things are accelerating. There's a little bit of growth. Yeah. So it, it's not going away. <laughs> it's not yet. Yeah. There, there's not a good UI either to like leverage all these NFTs yet, but it's in development or Null's wallet. 
Like yeah, it's, it's not even close to like it's all there. Marketable. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So there's a chance that this thing could blow up. It's just hard to Yeah. Hard to know for sure. Yeah, right now it's just a game between Wells and yeah. like super Bitcoin heavy Mac people. I yeah. wouldn't call them Maxis because the Maxis want nothing to do with this shit. That's true. They don't. They don't like this. So like this this whole little renegade for, for good a lot of good reasons too. Like yeah. it's not just because they're Maxis, right? There's well, I, I I feel it. I feel their sentiment. It's like, dude, they, Bitcoin has something really good going for it. Yeah. Like, let's not fuck with that. Yeah. <laughs> I get, yeah. That's it. That's all Pretty it much. needs to be said. Yeah. But, you know, the fucking... <laughs> Degen. Whatever it be is like, dude, <laughs> come on. Like, you got to get out of this boomer mentality, dude. It's like, you know... I don't know. Innovation is, is always key. I would argue Even though, that Bitcoin's the biggest innovation in a long time. Yeah. Outside of fusion. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> I think you're right, but and, and then it's innovation is probably not even like the right word because you know we need stability, security. Well, everything that's being proposed, like what can be built on top of uh, the ordinal protocol, it's like it already exists, right? It does. So it's not. It's like it's it's innovation, but this not is, really. This it's, is like competing with Ethereum now. Like all those layer one comp competitors. Yeah, it's like it is. To you, it's not that interesting because they're all doing the exact same thing Ethereum is doing. Correct. I, the novelty here is that you can put NFTs on Bitcoin. That's what's cool. Yeah, and I guess, I guess that's what makes it interesting is because I, I don't, I don't necessarily think all these new layer one competitors have too much of a shot at yeah. dethroning Ethereum. Right. Exactly. Well, Bitcoin does. Yeah, but it won't. <laughs> I'm just saying that's yeah. what makes it interesting. Yeah, it's definitely not a smart contract platform. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we'll let it die then. Fuck it. But we got to keep our eyes on no, it. No, we're definitely going to keep our eyes on it. Once there's like a good wallet, like you can actually buy NFTs with, with reasonable, like, easiness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we're going to bring this back up and we're going to see if there's degenability here. That's what it all boils down to, dude. <laughs> degenability. All right. So, yeah, that's the podcast for today. Let us know if you have any questions about AI, tokenomics, ordinal Bitcoin, NFTs. And, uh, yeah, comment down below. Follow us on Twitter at TheBlockRunner, at Meadowzone.io, and at Roby AI. And we will catch you in the next podcast. Peace.